A real bodice ripper contains explicit, salacious, delicious, not safe for work content. Isn't that great? But no, seriously, listener discretion is advised. A real bodice ripper. 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 Hello. That was like the weirdest sound I just made because I was trying, trying not to laugh. <laughs> I was like, mm. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> we're here, you guys. Well, because whenever you hit record, you like look at me like wow. expectantly, like, oh, it's happening. I know. <laughs> Are you excited for it to happen? Yeah, it's already happening. Yeah, I am. Yes. <laughs> um, but yes, welcome to a, a real, real bodice, bodice ripper. ripper. This is the podcast uh, <laughs> that explores the delicious, guilty, and sometimes problematic pleasure that is found in romance novels. Yes, it's it's gonna be uh, pretty um, dark and lovery. So dark and lovery, and a new. This is a doorway into a new world. I think. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's a beautiful world. So I'm excited. So we're exploring J.R. Ward's Dark Lover. The, yes, in, the the first book, the gateway drug into the world of the black bro- black black dagger, dagger brotherhood? brotherhood yes i always say it in the wrong direction or the brotherhood of, of the black dragon. dagger no of dragons <laughs> there's no dragons there are no dragons but there are many vampires yes it's like they're it's it's this is about superhero vampire men who are just like bigger than life they're they're Too colossal big, one might say and but they've just got too much sex appeal. So much. And and who are you? I'm Jesse. And I'm Rachel. There you go. Okay, so just so you know. <laughs> this is who you have uh, logged on to listen to. Yeah, I'm Jesse. I was the one who earlier, earlier who was like, uh, that was me. That was you. <laughs> Great introduction. Yes. All right. So yeah, we're uh, covering Jarrah Ward today. This is this is a big one. I think like she's got quite a following. She's quite, a quite following. famous in the romance novel as, world. And I think it's because of the wealth of the world that she's created. Yeah. Like, it's kind of, she puts a lot of work into it. She knows what her readers want, as she has told us in some of her interviews. Yeah. She kind of understands, like, a Starbucks, how to create the same coffee. Do you want your pumpkin spice? We're going to release it early for you. Yeah. She knows how to create the same pumpkin spice every okay. time. With just over. a little, yeah, with just a little bit of familiarity, but a little bit of spice. It's like all that pumpkin you like and a little bit of spice to where you're like, this is a little different. <laughs> <laughs> I hate pumpkin spice, by no. the way. Well, it's fine. It's is fine. it? Okay, okay. I, I mean, like I pumpkin pie is good, but the lattes are I not I haven't my had thing. a pumpkin spice flavored anything in like 10 years, so I don't know. Oh, yes, because you don't do the milk thing. I don't. Mm. Right. Yeah. I so, do the milk thing. Yeah. Even though I shouldn't. Yeah, you do. And you should not. <laughs> but yeah, so um, 
Dark Lover is the first in the uh, Black Dagger Brotherhood. And it's like one of like, I think there's like at least 13 or 14 of these babies. I mean, at out. least 100. Yeah, so if you many. count all the offshoots and the fanfics, I'm sure there exist of these. <laughs> the fandom is large. It's large and it is passionate. And so that's exciting. I think it's fun. Let's dig into it. So shall we start with uh, the... The book, book description. description, yes. Uh. Let me tell you a little bit about Dark Lover. The only purebred vampire left on the planet, and the leader of the Black Dagger Brotherhood, Wrath, has a score to settle with the slayers who killed his parents centuries ago. But when his most trusted fighter is killed, orphaning a half-breed daughter unaware of her heritage or her fate, Wrath must put down his dagger and usher the beautiful female into another world. Racked by a restlessness in her body that wasn't there before, Beth Randall is helpless against the dangerously sexy man who comes to her at night with shadows in his eyes. His tales of the brotherhood and blood frighten her, Yet his touch ignites a dawning new hunger, one that threatens to consume them both. <laughs> Is that a beautiful, dramatic reading? Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Yes, I wanted to capture the true passion. I think that was read very in character for, like, the tone of this book. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud of it. Yeah. So this is what we have in store for you. Uh, but before we get into the storyline, how about you tell us a little bit about the author? J.R. Ward. Yes. Also known as Jessica Bird. Yes. Yeah, I can tell you a little about her. So um, J.R. Ward has written over 30 novels, including The Black Dagger Brotherhood, which is number one New York Times and USA Today bestselling series. Her <laughs> novels have global reach with more than 15 million copies in print, published in 25 different countries around the world. Uh, Ward graduated from law school and spent many years as chief of staff of one of the premier academic medical centers in the nation. So she's smart. Yes. So she is an incredibly intelligent and accomplished and accomplished person. This is what it says here in this. I mean, I wrote that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I was just like, wow. She's done a lot. I'm sorry. I thought that was part of this release. And no, I was like, I interesting word. I don't like writing the releases word for word. So I kind of put it in my own words. And that, then I have you read it, apparently. That makes sense. <laughs> so she, as I, I was saying, so she's an, inc or Rachel was saying, so she is an incredibly intelligent and accomplished person, just so you know. She is. It, it's she true. Is. She lives in the South with her incredibly supportive husband and her beloved golden retriever, um, who I... I actually remember the name, but I'm, I cannot pronounce it correctly. It sounds elvish. Um, oh. <laughs> I think it's like Nama. 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 It's, it's really a beautiful name. Um, and I'm sorry if it's not elvish. Um, <laughs> writing has always been her passion, and her idea of heaven is a whole day off of nothing but her computer, her dog, and her coffee pot. Also, I read an interview. She doesn't take days off, okay? No. J.R. Ward is writing books for you 365 days a year so you can, like, wank to your vampire delight. All the time. Be because very, there'll be more coming out. It, yeah. It's just unacceptable, she says. Yes, um, to not write in exactly. a day. So, you know, she likes, she clearly likes what she does. Yes. Um, you can find her online at jrward.com, on Facebook at jrwardbooks, on Instagram, jrwardauthor, and you can follow her on Twitter, jrward1, numerical one. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a little bit about the background of our author and the book. And we've given this book some ratings because... Yeah. 
we judge things. That's what we do. <laughs> as, humans, <laughs> as humans, we all judge. But uh, we, we give some rankings as we read through our books, just trying to find ways to compare and really give you an idea of what we thought of it overall. So Exactly. So all of our ratings are out of five. It's a system of one to five. And the first rating is our spice rating. Yeah. How hot and spicy is this book? Because this is a romance novel. We all came here for some level of excitement or we titillation. We all know why we s- read romance novels. It doesn't have to be sexual, but it's it's something that, that spice, kind of spices that thrill. you up. Yeah. Yes. So what did you give this one? I copied you and I gave it a 3.5. Oh. I think that it's it's pretty moderate in terms of spice. There's a lot of sex, but I think there's also a lot... Of, like, at least in the first part of the book, there's a lot of kind of, like, chemistry building between them. They, in Dark Lover, the first book in this whole series, um, the two main characters waste no time getting down to business. But I think after that, there's, like, some, like... Trying to build. Trying to build off that. Yeah. And, and we, so yeah. to me, I had some feelings about that. The fact that there was no build before the sex. It was like sex was the first thing they did. And then they were like, oh, wait, um, who we are have, you? I, yeah. <laughs> well, when you're under the intoxicating like, draw, draw of, vampire-ness. of vampires, you can't help yourself. Yeah. It's true. Um, and yes, so I also gave it a 3.5, um, probably because I do really love the anticipation and because there was less anticipation, um, I didn't find it as like, ooh, hot and spicy, but, um, they did have a lot of sex. I also didn't find it particularly adventurous. It was always in a bed in someone's room. Um, the door was shut and the lights were off. The door was shut, the lights were off, but they did go down on each other, which I appreciated because I find a lot of things miss out on that. And that was nice. So you're, oh, you're saying a lot of romance books don't like, don't include head. Yes. Or oral sex. Yes. And I find that a little bit upsetting sometimes because to me that is an absolute vital part of the process. Mm. Absolutely vital. Um, So yeah, I like that this one featured that. I I do think they have some pretty good chemistry um, outside of the bedroom too. That's like, I mean, at least I have a lot of feelings about this that I'll share. At least in the first part of the book, I think there's a lot of chemistry. I think there's something towards the end of the book and maybe it's like the whole like world almost ending thing. You know, they're a little distracted, but it feels a little flatter towards the end. But in the beginning of the book, at least I think there's like some, there's some like spitfire between them. So yeah, 3.5 on the spice. Our next rating is our trope rating. And this is where we look at those literary devices that show up over and over and over all the time and um, really look at does this book have a lot of those and if it does have them does it look at them in a new way and what tropes did we see and stuff like that yeah so um, I gave this a three I I feel like it's one of those things and maybe you'll I often change my mind about these ratings as we're <laughs> doing them because I'll be like oh there's not a lot of tropes here and then me and Rachel sit down I'm like this fucking thing is filled with tropes <laughs> just like change my mind. So yeah. I gave it a three. I did feel some tropes, like obviously there's a lot of enemy. There's like, it's weird because at first it's like instant lovers, enemies to lovers, and then like soulmates, things like that, kind of like destiny drawn lovers. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I guess for me, I Vampires. felt like I was seeing a good amount of tropes, but I also feel like there was some fresh takes on them that it was... Uh, dealt with in a different way to where it wasn't just your 
average playing out of every trope you've seen. So things that I've kind of like made note of is the fact that there was the forced proximity because she was about to be going through her change. And so he had to be around her. Otherwise Mm -hmm. she would die. Um, The alpha hero was really big. Band of brothers was in there. Um, I, I, best friend sibling. I kind of took that note, but it wasn't really the best friend sibling. It was best friend's daughter um, that you get with. Um, virgin kind of, which we'll touch on. Um, bad boy who is only good for you, uh, which is definitely a huge one for me yeah. that stuck out with Wrath. And then the insanely beautiful heroine who doesn't realize she's that gorgeous. Yes, that's so true. That is, I saw that throughout the book too with, with Beth. Yeah, so I gave it a 3.5 because I felt like it did have a good amount of tropes, a lot of tropes, but I did find some things refreshing. They were just dealt with in a different way. They weren't hitting the tropes spot on, so it had its own flavor to it. Right. All right, and then the final one is overall rating. This is the overall story. We took you know our rating for the book. And I gave it a three out of five. Very nice. I gave it a 3.5. Mm-hmm. Um, like I felt like it was definitely trying to fit in a lot of world building in mm-hmm. this one. And then we know that it goes into a deep, deep world for many, many books. On and on and on and so on. So much world. Yeah. Um, so if you like Dark Lover, you're in luck because there are like 15 other dark lovers coming your way. And on Goodreads, it was rated a 4.19. So we know romance lovers out there are into it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, before we get into the like characters and stuff and like the actual book, we just review that this is ultimately, you know, a book about, I guess it's supposed to be like Beth, you know, changing into her vampire self there's mm-hmm. you know she's the the um heroine the heroine in the yeah she's her father Darius and he's asking Wrath the guy from the um book description to help him to like usher his daughter into the vampire world yeah. we'll get into all of how that makes sense but it's ultimately supposed to kind of be about their relationship but also it's creating this world of like the black yeah. Dagger Brotherhood. That's really what this book, I think, aims to do. And I interestingly kind of felt like, even though Beth was our heroine, and a lot of times our books are all about the heroines, mm-hmm. I almost felt like this was more about Wrath and I his did, journey yes, as exactly. the prince of the vampires stepping into taking on his responsibility. Yes. And I feel like that's kind of reflected later in the book when we feel like Beth becomes a little bit more flat and becomes a little bit more like oh and then this is his wife yes. situation spoiler alert spoiler alert <laughs> for um, lack of a better term yes <laughs> i i feel i'm sorry jr i just felt like towards the end of the book i felt beth to be a little more flat yes and yeah so it was just interesting because i don't feel like i often see that in romance novels i feel like romance novels really are all about the heroine and her journey and to me it didn't feel like that. It felt like in building of this world, Wrath is the important person. And so it was kind of more about the developments in his life. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I oh, agree. What was my read on it? Like I even put right here, high level overview, the king of the vampires finding his mate. 
Finding she, I didn't give her name. Just finding his mate. <laughs> his Shellon, his Lilon. Yes. Yeah. So there's a whole language to this world too. That's what I'm saying. Like J.R. Ward really went into creating a whole world here. It's got like a, when you open the book up, there's a glossary. There is a glossary, you guys. So don't worry when you read through and you're like, what does that mean? There's a glossary for you because there is so much language created around that and there was actually a fun video I think you we both found it separately and then you had brought it up where she's kind of talking about some of the terms that she's come up with for this world and like one of the things she like named after her friend (laughs) yeah she's like oh that's going to the book (laughs) (laughs) so she had a lot of fun creating this world and creating the terms and language that goes along with it yeah absolutely so we'll get into the main characters to kind of set the scene um, the first character is again, our heroine, Beth Randall. So she is again, stunningly gorgeous. Doesn't know it. She's described as like this long raven, black hair, pale skin, kind of live Tyler as you Impossibly put here. Impossibly bright Imp- blue eyes. Yes. Yeah. Um, she's a reporter for a local small newspaper. And she's, she's a half-breed. She's a half-breed but vampire. But she doesn't know it. Yeah, at the beginning of the book, she's Shh. just kind of living her life, and she feels very unfulfilled. You know, like, you know, like how all of us are kind of feeling, but we're not half-breed vampires? No, she um, has a reason behind this feeling, yeah. whereas all of us, we just feel that. We're just going through a global pandemic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she's unaware that being a half-breed vampire... Um, Oh, and it also describes her as a perfectly proportioned breast. Just so you know, I had to make note of that aspect because I was that's like, how, okay. that's how another character, Butch O'Neill, describes her. Yes. Yeah. So she's our main character and she's like going to be just tossed into a whole new world in this book. So a whole new world. Yeah. Vampires everywhere. And it's in New England, by the way. This is oh, yes. New England. All the vampires, all of them across the world, apparently live in New England now. Yeah, just, just, I get, I. There's so much to say there. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not better. Um, so, and then Wrath, he is our other main character. He's like, so each book in the Black Dagger Brotherhood, I'm gonna call it the BDB from now on. Okay. Um, they, each book kind of describes their story, at least the first like several, and then it goes into like ancillary characters. But this is his book, and he is like the only full breed vampire left, right? The only one remaining. Everyone else is kind of half breeds, watered down through time. Yeah, he's pure blood, which is, you know, there's gonna be some elitism there, even though he doesn't like it. Um, but he is six foot six of pure terror, dressed in leather. Oh, so much leather, you guys. There's a lot of leather in this book. It's like, I just imagine the people from like Metalocalypse or whatever. Like, (laughs) (laughs) That's him. That's him. And the one thing I imagine, because then it also described him as long, straight black hair with a widow's peak, aristocratic. And I imagined the movie of Interview with a Vampire and the Antonio Banderas character with his weirdly straight black hair (laughs) and like a manufactured widow's beak. And I was like, oh, that's Wrath. That's his hair. (laughs) Like he didn't have the same build as him, but definitely the hair. The same dramatics probably. Yes. Um, So yeah. And he is covered in tattoos, leather jacket, throwing Throwing stars. stars, You guys. Not only. And and then um, this is a a book that has a character with like a different ability because he is not. He doesn't have his sight. Nope. He has has very bad vision. He's not completely blind. Mm -hmm. He still sees kind of like hazy 
blurry figures. But for the most part, I don't know if that would con- consider him legally blind. Oh, but I'm he's sure like, he's legally yeah, blind. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, <laughs> he cannot he cannot see for all intents and purposes, but he's, he's very sensing. And because of that, he wears sunglasses all the time. He wears his sunglasses at night. So does Jared Ward in all those films. Yes! Okay. They're the same person. And so because of all of his abilities and his, like, bloodline, he's kind of, like, the king of the vampires, so he doesn't really want to be, and he'd rather be in the field with his warriors. Yes. And um, we'll get a little a bit about his story. He has, a, like, a lot of guilt about things. King guilt. So he just wants to get rid <laughs> of any responsibilities. He doesn't want it. He has king guilt. Um... And I think those are the main characters that yeah. we want to hit on now. Yeah, exactly. We, we'll get into the other ones. Um, so, yeah, we can. where do you want to start with this book? Where Let's start? start. Well, and I guess the one characters that we can get into is the Brotherhood because it kind of opens up with Wrath entering a club, a super cool club called in the Screamers. 2000s called Screamers. It's, and it's described as like... Okay, first of all, you, this is like a small town in New England, okay? <laughs> and yet like, it has this club. <laughs> screamers, okay? Like, I'm just like, it's so, it's it's almost cheesy. Like, it's, 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 it, this is the first bit of cheese we did. And then it's going to become very dangerously cheesy, like a Cheeto. Um, and <laughs> I so, love that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like Screamers. There's these two um, BDB brothers and they are saying there one's Darius and the other one is Torment, who goes by Tor. They're both like part of the Brotherhood. And Darius needs to ask Wrath a favor, and Torment's like, "Dude, good you're gonna, luck with that." Yeah, you're not. You're gonna. Are you sure this is a good idea? And the favor that Darius has for Wrath is basically like, "By the way, I've got a daughter." Wrath is like, "What?" You know, because Wrath seems super put off by having to help anybody. He's like, no, he doesn't want human connection. He doesn't want it in any way, in an emotional way in a physical way he is over that shit yeah he like just comes in the club he's dripping sex the crowd parts for him and then he sits down and of course like all the girls are like hello and he's like oh no my clothing has melted away yeah (laughs) notice me and he's like pass and then (laughs) (laughs) and then like darius is like listen she's gonna have her transition soon i guess like when you reach a certain age as a vampire you go through the transition and it's a a scary time like not everyone that's born a vampire will become it because the transition is very hard and challenging and many die in the process which is why there are so few of them left exactly and she's already half vampire because her mother was a human extra risk so there's an high risk risk. pregnancy right there (laughs) high risk transition there and so i think darius's whole idea is like well if i have this like pure pure blood vampire help her the transition possibly let her drink from him then she'll become stronger and survive the transition and he also is estranged from his daughter for the like he's never met her she has no idea that's her father but he's always watched over her and cares but he knew it was better not to be in her life yeah and we'll get into that later because like beth probably would have had it the other way she would have liked him in her life but anyway and that's beth by the way the daughter is beth (laughs) and yes our heroine Wrath is very much like, I don't think I'm up for this. Uh, how about no? That's a no from me. I'm going to go home now. Bye. And then Darius goes outside and gets blown up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no joke. I'm not kidding. But he, you know what? He had to go because his name didn't fit in with all the other brothers. <laughs> we have That's it? That's Wrath, why he had to die? We have Torment. We have Vicious. We have Rage. We have Fury. We have Sadist. 
Where does Darius fit in there, you guys? And, and then there's Darius. Well, yeah. they're not. What's interesting is they're not blood brothers. They're brothers by this pact that yes. they're like in the brotherhood together, sworn to protect the, the vampire species. Exactly, and they're the strongest of the strong. But I don't. I don't. I, the, all the names are spelt in a certain way. Wrath is spelt like wrath. W R A T H. That one is straight up. But everything else, torment Rage. has a random H in it. Torment. <laughs> torment. Rage. Rage. H A G E. Rage. Um. Yes. And then like, uh, fury is a P H. Fury. It very much reminds me of like if I was online in the early two thousands and I was like. What is a fucking badass kind of play on a badass name that I could use in the forum? Yes. So when I'm doing my yes, campaigns my or my, my yeah my fan fiction names or I don't know like I that's the ones I would see around. And yeah, mm. that's it's these things. So it totally is. I don't know. That's yeah. exactly what it makes me feel in my heart. <laughs> it's old early internet like handles. Yes. So anyway, um, Darius obviously had got to go. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> Didn't fit in. Rachel wanted him dead. <laughs> Your name isn't right. Go away. And so he got blown up. He got into his BMW 365i or whatever the fuck and got and blown it up. blew up and he was dead. And there's this other society. So there's the enemies of the vampires. This is entering. This is how they enter the book. It's called the Lessering, Lessening the, Society. The Lessening Society. And the people that are part of it are the Lessers. It's led by the Omega, which is kind of the opposite of the virgin scry or scribe virgin who, who is the spiritual the kind of goddess leader of the vampires yes. which i do like that the vampires are led by a goddess i think that's great who's a virgin <laughs> and she's a, i doubt she and is she's a scribe. She's, we eventually get to meet her and she's kind of like sassy and snarky and i imagine she's not actually a virgin that's what i want to desire in my heart yeah um she don't have to be what you want her to be and so then the Omega is kind of like her opposite and he wants all the things that this special race that she created has. And so he has created the lessers. And I almost feel like they have some of the things that we recognize as vampire lore a little bit more than the actual vampires do because they're not born. They're undead. They're created undead. And he like steals their hearts and... The Omega them. does? Yes. Right. They're kind of, they're creepy. Yeah. They're creepy, kind of like not human, undead, and they just live to destroy vampire species. And they're like bleached out. Yeah. They are just super like pale and bleached out. And that's all they want to do. They want to get rid of vampires. That is their purpose. And as opposed to vampires where you have to be born to become one, lessers, they can create lessers of anyone. Mm -hmm. So there's an endless supply of lessers to yeah. try to wage this war to annihilate vampires. It's a very world. like us versus them thing and the vampires are completely outnumbered, which is why Wrath is so freaked out all the time as like the quote unquote leader, which he doesn't want to be. He's like, oh, this is like a fucking losing war, losing battle. Yep. So yeah, the, the lessers put a bomb under Darius's car. Um, I think it's really funny. The JR puts like a, a note in there, like, well, not a note, but like in the book, it mentions Darius is like, yeah, I could have teleported, but <laughs> he chooses to drive chooses everywhere. He's to like, drive. I like the finer things in life. And that's what ended up killing him. <laughs> and then he gets blown up. So it's very so. It's sad because his last thought is about the daughter he never knew. Yeah. Um. So 
of course, but this is why this, Wrath ends up having to help her because yes, he's like, now I got now to. he's racked by guilt. Like yeah. Darius was his number one guy to turn to. And he denied him when he asked him a favor. And he is racked by guilt. Mm-hmm. He's heartbroken. And it's it's also something Darius introduces in the club in Screamers when he's he's kind of like begging for Wrath to do this. He's like, why don't you come stay at my house? Apparently he's got this like big old mansion. And it's, it's like. It's real nice. You it's like. So many rooms. Floor to ceiling, black walls, black marble, black chandeliers. I mean, I want to like live there. Like that K-pop video we watched the other day. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. The four-minute video. Yes, it was amazing. So good. Um, and I want to live in this dis- this mansion. I <laughs> it sounds would amazing. not mind this. I also and he even has, mind. like, servants there to take care of them. The doggin. Yes. Which it's, it's weird the word dog is in yeah. the servant this, class. This also has an unnecessary H in it, though. Is yeah, it like DH. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. But you want to make a word unique, just add an H to it. Yeah. So, um, this is also where we meet Marissa, um, who is the sh- like the forced. She kind of was forced to become a uh, Wrath's Shellon, which we, we learn forced, but really it was an arranged marriage. It was an arranged and marriage. Honestly, this was like the 1700s when it was done, so it wasn't out of the ordinary. It was normal. Yeah, it was. You are royalty. He feels bad. The way he words it is he felt bad for her because she was kind of forced to become his Shellon, his like wife. But she was happy to do it. I think She's she was. Like, wanted to be there, was eager to serve, and a big challenge for her is that she's just always being, feeling rejection from this person that she's trying to give her all to. He wants really nothing to do with her. Nothing. He wants nothing to do with anyone. He is. He's very turned off. He's very, like, not warm. And so right before he finds out that Darius has been killed, she comes to feed on him, and it's very cold. And he's just like, get this over with. Yeah, do it and then get out. Because... Vampires don't feed on humans in this. They feed Very, on their yes. their partners, on their mates. And it's like efficient and a compassionate li- way so to live as a vampire. And with him, because he's so pure blood, he doesn't even have to feed that often. Like he barely has to feed. So he hasn't fed off of her in probably years at this point. He's good. Um, he's but good. she's not quite as pure blood. She still has some really good, good chops to her as far as Aristocrats. Aristocracy. Aristocracy. <laughs> I don't know what words are. Um, she's an aristocrat in the vampire world. Vampire world. Yeah, she's high up there. Like, they're a powerful match. Yes. Um, but he's not happy at all. And so, you know, she feeds off him, and then he finds word that his brother's been killed, and now he's taken it upon himself. He has to, now he has to usher Beth. God help her, he says. Yes, because I have to help that half-breed through this. Oh, and we also forgot that Beth goes through a very traumatic experience, like page two of this book. Oh, yeah. After so, we get I mean, to, after the minute we, introduce- we meet her, we're yeah. like, she is super independent. She works as a journalist. She's going to walk home alone at night and full-on people try to rape her. Yeah, these two men kind of pull her into an alley. They First, they're catcalling her. It's it, your worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. Why? Why men why? Um, and then this scene unfolds. And I was honestly like, whoa, this is getting really fucking serious. Because at one point, they these two men threaten, if she screams, to cut her tongue out. Yeah. So it's it's pretty graphic. So just like trigger warning around that. Like that's mm-hmm. a, that's a, if you're going to read this book. Um, but she does. She fights back. She fights she back. Billy's nose, I believe. Oh, tri- it's spoiler. It's Billy. Oh. 
Yes. By I the way, we learned that pretty early. Yeah, yeah. We find out one of the rapists' name is Billy. He's terrible. But um, anyway, there she she ends up getting away, and yes. um, that's like our introduction to her is that she's just had a fucking bad day. It's been a really bad day, you guys. And she's she's kind of buddy buddy with a bunch of cops, which is like because. As the journalist, she's wanting to do the crime beat, really report on those juicy things. So she's yeah. in with the cops. It doesn't really mean that she aligns with the police state. Oh, goodness. I, know. <laughs> I, know, I actually we... don't know if I'm going to defend it, but I don't well, I have so many mixed feelings yeah. in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many mixed feelings. But so so she's but the point is she's buddy-buddy with, like, these two cops. One is named Butch, the other one is named Jose. Butch is, like, he's all big and buff and he and he's like obviously a ball buster. he's a ball buster cop the kind of cop who obviously gonna get fired because he breaks the rules he's like yes. he's more like a detective like he's well, not really like he's not like a cop in uniform he's like he's got a badge and oh yeah he's, plain he's clothes. the detective and i yeah. think like it's kind of the things that you really register as a lot of the negative things mm-hmm. especially that are be t- being talked about right now within um policing mm-hmm. but at the same time this guy the way he's described he's always doing it to the correct people um and being a book, it doesn't have to have that multifacetedness to it. It's like, oh, he actually is being an ass only to horrible, horrible people. <laughs> As yeah. opposed to reality where it it tends to be cops being asked to people that they have their own opinions about and it's not based in reality. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's Butch is... I think if we met him in the real world, I would hate him. But in the book, the way he's framed is like he's very loyal to Beth and he just wants mm. to protect her. And so he's and kind he's of only like an asshole to like people like, like rapists, quote unquote, to someone that crim- is yeah. a mm-hmm. criminal murderer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so he's kind he of has like a good tough. instincts. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he um, she, you know, obviously has a terrible experience and wrath starts to um, appear to her in the night. Stalk her. that too because he's like invisible and he like appears in her doorway and he tries to kind of introduce himself to her but then she screams because he's six foot six dressed in leather and showing up his calves are as big as her torso yeah and so he has to like erase her memories and he's like fuck fuck try again and he tries it a couple times doesn't work you know uh He's trying to basically introduce himself to her. He but also... But, like, you know what? Maybe don't introduce yourself like, by stalking through someone's door in the middle of the night and being like, Arr. He's only got so many options as a vampire. I know. He has to come <laughs> at night, but maybe knock at the door? I don't know. Like, send a letter, an ominous letter? Ominous letter would be great. <laughs> so... Something is about to happen to you. You must see me. Great. Um, are you... Exactly. You must see me. This is my wrath voice. Fact, she's like, hi, is this Uber Eats? <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so, but finally, he does make himself known to her. And they fuck. Yes. <laughs> that's it. You guys, that's how fast it happens. There are no names exchanged. There's not even really conversation. It's like, he's there and then he is inside her. Well, and it's like, I will say... The couple other times he did visit her where he had to raise her memory because he's like, this did not go well. I mean, first of all, poor girl. Second of all, like, it just, it's just cruel. And then he, he, he feels a sexual stirring in his gut. Yes, which he, he never feels. You guys, this guy has no sexual or emotional feelings for anyone. Yeah. But this, but she's this just, woman. Mm. 
<laughs> he really mm. likes her. I he mean, likes the appearance of her blurs. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> that's all he sees. <laughs> he, 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 I mean, he, he likes the scent of her. She smells mm. floral and beautiful. Because he, like right, midnight he blooming see. roses. Exactly, and peach champagne. Exactly. So he, um, the time he actually does come in, and and she sees him, and at first she's like, "What the fuck? He's from my dreams!" Like literally, I think she kind of. In, in his mind, he erased her memories. In her mind, it was like this weird oh, dream. Oh, I dreamt about I that. I dreamt about that. And she is like, holy shit, he's going to kill me. Ooh, but I want to fuck him. Like, she's yes. very, almost like intoxicated with him. Yep. And and they they just, they do it. They go for it right away. There's no buildup to it. There's no he tension. It It's just there. <sighs> First thing, out the door. Yeah. it's It's almost weird because, like, they both seem very not in they're in a haze and it's kind of weird yeah we were kind of talking about that how it's like it doesn't feel like a consensual thing necessarily but it wasn't even like him forcing her to or anything like that because he was also in that sort of like he was also in a haze out of control haze and i will say that like he kisses her and she flinches and he like rips his mouth away he's like what and like, cause he's obviously doesn't want to like, I don't, you can tell he's kind of like uh, sensitive to that, but both of them are very much like, this is something happening we between just have us. To do it. We must fuck. And he's yes. like, I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to. But I'm going to do it. So uh, yeah, they definitely fuck. And, and it goes pretty fast too. I think like <laughs> he comes very fast. <laughs> This guy does not have like stamina. stamina. <laughs> I guess not. So anyway, but apparently yeah. he's very good at driving it in hard and making sure that she comes in the process. Always, that's always. how they always are. You know, it's you know like what? why wouldn't she come? Which is important to her because although Beth has had sexual encounters in the past, she has never had an orgasm before. Wow, and. I don't like remember how exactly how old she yeah. is. She's in her 20s, I think, somewhere. And yeah. I'm I'm upset by this. I want to know why she hasn't been taking care of herself. <laughs> you guys, if you haven't had an orgasm, give it to yourself. <laughs> give yourself one. You can do it and it feels nice. <laughs> um, I'm worried. That's your PSA. <laughs> My PSA. You guys... Do it. Climax. Do it for yourself. Know that you are giving yourself a beautiful gift, and it feels so good. Yeah. So, yeah, I was weird. I was like, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> Never had an orgasm in your this many, your mid-20s. And your first orgasms with a vampire, I mean. That you've never met before you know nothing about. Could be worse, I guess. And I think it's part of what keeps pulling her back, too, is then she's like, I was kind of uninterested in everyone else. Yeah. there's this. And I think that's part of this almost, it, it almost had a soulmate mm-hmm. destiny feel to it, to mm-hmm. where both of these people had complete lack of interest in anyone else, like emotionally, physically, they were uninterested until they came together. Right. And I feel like where there wasn't a lot of build mm-hmm. between the relationship, it was made up for like, by the fact that they're just, you know, obviously they're made for each other. Yes, exactly. Um, and this kind of starts a series of them. Will they won't? This is where the will they won't they happen? It, will it happen again? Like, will they finally fall for each other? Because they're kind of. And not, we're never questioning whether they'll have sex again. No, obviously that's gonna happen they every time do. they come together. They have a lot of sex in the first part of this book. Like, it's a, it's like at one point I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna happen again. Hmm? Hmm? Okay, 
Um, which is, it's fine, I guess. Um, so, but yeah, so that kind of starts with them and like Beth's whole ordeal of like, I don't even know this person's name. Like, what's <laughs> going on? She like, found it out like the next time she saw him, she's like, who are you? <laughs> are I mean, you? Who, you know, are you? who are you? <laughs> um, and he's like, you have no idea. Like, it's about to happen. He's like smelling her and like, yeah, it's going to happen oh, soon. I mean, imagine if like a guy just a six foot six attractive, like, Man comes into your room, sniffs your neck, and is like, mm, you're gonna change soon. And then has <laughs> mind blowing sex with you. And then you're like, who are you? That's what Beth is going through right now. <laughs> it is a hard life for Beth right now. He's trying to explain to her, like, listen, sweetie, you're about to become a vampire and you need, you need me. <laughs> and in the meantime, she's kind of, she assumes that he was sent to her to protect her by the cop. Butch, Butch the cop guy, the mean cop. She's like, oh, he must have sent this guy the bodyguard. to look after me. But then she finds out that is not the case. And then she's like, Whoops. I really did fuck a stranger that I know <laughs> nothing about. Yeah. And a lot of like hot showers scrubbing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she's also feeling a lot of shame about it, which yes. honestly, like, it's not my thing sleeping with a stranger, but that is something that people enjoy doing. And you shouldn't feel shame for doing the sexual thing that you enjoy, especially yeah. when it's not hurting anyone. As long as it's consensual, you, you got to do yourself. You got to yes. do what you got to do. But uh, it yeah. didn't seem like it was her thing, though. <laughs> she seemed really freaked out by well, the fact that she was doing the, it. <laughs> they were in the haze. They she were in the haze. To do it, Destiny. They end up fucking a couple more times, too. And then at one point, there's like a whole throwdown where Butch sees it happen. He tries to arrest Wrath, and Wrath is like, yes. <laughs> Because, oh, like, literally, like, Butch is a big guy. He's a muscly guy. But mm. compared to Wrath, he looks like he's a little, little like, he's a little baby. Because, like, Wrath is, Wrath is big boy. Yeah, like, he's a, ooh, he's big boy. <laughs> exactly. He's, like, big boy big. Yes. <laughs> so, and, and yeah. And I, like, I was really annoyed by it. I actually really liked Butch, weirdly. There's, like, so much about him. Like, if he were a real person, I would probably dislike him but because we're in a book where we're like i'm seeing his motivations and i'm mm -hmm. seeing that he yeah. isn't horrible um i really liked him until he started calling people baby all the time and i'm like stop it no. yeah he grows on you because you're like oh, you're so pesky but you do really want to like and he was help. super respectful like he put a move on beth yeah but when she didn't show interest he was like i'm so sorry like Let's stay friends. And he was really respectful towards yeah. her. And he still kept that care for her. Like, in her turning him down, he didn't then be like, oh, I never want to see you again. He still genuinely cared about <laughs> he her. He wasn't like, guess you're a slut. I mean, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, shame her. He, like, he was really yeah. disturbed when she started continuously sleeping with someone that she knew to be a murderer. Yeah, because at this That's point. That's the point where he was like, Beth. Come on! And by murderer, we mean wrath at this point because oh, yeah. there's something about there's like this string of killings that are happening in the town. And yes, Butch and he's thinks not it's doing wrath. those murders directly, no. but he is suspected of it. But he is also like totally honest with the fact that yes, he does murder to protect his people. He doesn't explain all the details of it, but there's this part where she like full on thinks to herself like, well, he's a murderer. But he's not going to murder me. And I had such a big problem with that. I'm like, there is something wrong with your values. I'm upset. <laughs> no, Beth, no. And that's part of the bad boy, but not a bad boy to you trope. Yeah, exactly. It's a bad boy, but not for me. With me, he's different, you guys. 
there's a certain scene too I remember where like so okay Butch thinks Wrath is responsible for the murders. He tries to arrest Wrath, and he's also kind of pissed off because Wrath is obviously uh, all over Beth. Mm-hmm. And once you fuck a vampire king, I'm sorry, but like, it's there's not, no going back. There's no going back. So Beth is like, um, I can't help it, Butch. I've got to go, Butch. I've got to got to stay home tonight, Butch. I can't see you. And so like, <laughs> <laughs> so and I can't help you as you try to solve these murders. And Butch is like, we're a team. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. and so. He arrests Wrath out of anger and kind of probably some rightful suspicion and finds all these like daggers on him and like throwing stars stars. because that's what vampires use, you guys throwing stars. And he takes him down to the station, but then like Wrath gets out and like somehow I forgot how this went down. Beats the shit out of him and almost kills him. Yeah. And And then then, Beth's like, Well, I guess I'll go with you. I know. She's like, I gotta go with Wrath and like leaves. Him dying in an alley. Like, but, like, the thing is, I think Wrath kind of sells her then on the vampire thing. He's like, listen, you need to come with me. You are, you don't, we don't have time. We don't have time. Get in the car. He's like, I can smell your insides. I've been inside you. <laughs> we are about to turn into a vampire. And he's like, we got to get you, like, strapped to a bed or something. <laughs> so, yeah, there's some interesting <laughs> chemistry going on. And speaking of smelling, how about being marked? Yeah, we're going down here, aren't we? Okay, so, yeah, like I said, <laughs> they have sex a bunch of times. They have sex so many times, and... He s- brings her back to the mansion after she leaves Butch in the alley to die, because she's like, I guess I am a vampire, and runs off with Wrath. Leaving her friend to die. And they go back to the mansion. Yeah. And more sex happening. And, like, as the sex is happening, you're seeing things in Wrath's perspective. He's realizing he's how in deep he is. In <laughs> How deep in Beth he is as he's Literally. like, I want to mark her, but I can't mark her. And then he marks her, which basically was just the biggest cum <laughs> of your life where he just, his cum in her and just marked her for forever as his. Yeah, so like it's marky cum. Marky it's not. Cum. It's not regular cum. It's, <laughs> it's the marky cum. It's, it's different. marky cum, and it's because like I guess vampires like once they mate with somebody they mark them and As then theirs and then possession. Other, yes, because like male vampires are very possessive in this world, and so like he kind of he can't help himself. He's just so he enthralled with her. He has that to he, have like, her. Literally, I have no idea. Like must have like just overloaded her with semen and like it was all like and now when other men are around her they They're smell like wrath oh, she belongs to this guy oh yeah and there's something about this that like this is absolutely many people's kink i yes absolutely yes. but being just so you know owned, this is marked like yeah. sometimes it comes out in other ways like oh this person left a hickey on me and mm-hmm. that was them marking me as theirs and i right. um and yeah, so it definitely like branding is almost, you know, branding. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that takes me back to Practical Magic, which we just watched, where that guy tried to brand someone with a ring. Four Not times. sexy in that movie. Not sexy. <laughs> Not consensual. But it was yeah. So you know, and so now, and and I, and then the next night, uh, torment. One of the brothers is like watching Beth. He's like watching over Beth, and he's like. So you've been marked, huh? Like it's and she's like, what? And what are you saying? No, no. She's like, oh, he did. Really, <laughs> so excited that she he was marked her. She's, very pleased by it. She gets over her like, do I like wrath? Kind of quickly, and she decides mm-hmm. like, 
Holy shit, yes I do. He's my yep. king. Yeah. He's my king. Really leaning into belonging to him, into that he is like kind to her and shows her the soft side of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're into like alpha males and kind of a branding, like a, just a complete possession type sex, this book's for you. Yes, because definitely the other thing that is mentioned a lot is jealousy. Every mm-hmm. time that Wrath is thinking about her, he's talking about being insanely jealous. There are very many moments. Right, because a lot of people that. like her. Like, you yes, know, of course. Because well, everyone a- finds she's beautiful. She's so beautiful and doesn't know she's beautiful. <sighs> These silly boys. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, like, so he even had a thought where he's like, welcome to the wonderful world of jealousy. For the price of admission, you get a splitting headache, a nearly, nearly irresistible urge to commit murder, and an inferiority complex. Uh-oh. So much jealousy. He needs to order the jealousy workbook. <laughs> he needs to work through that. Because jealousy, I don't think, is that attractive. There's like a little bit of an element of like, oh, that means I'm special. But I feel like so many times that gives people an excuse to behave in not great ways. <laughs> yeah, and I think like jealousy is information of perhaps an unmet need. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like if you are aware of that and can work through that, it's helpful. Yes. So, so the, the, the first half of the book is pretty much them doing this. Like, it's like, it's like the lead up to Marky come, (laughs) you know, and that's happening. And in the meantime, we're hearing a little bit about, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the plot of where everything will have stuff going crazy. Besides sex? Well, yeah. Other than the sex, there is a (laughs) plot. Um, that of Mr. X, who Who's, is part yeah. of the Lessening Society. He has become the four lesser because he blew Darius up. Um, so he got promoted. He's trying to turn the Lessening Society into a well-oiled machine with ma- like very militaristic mm-hmm. rules. And so there's a lot of him now kind of creating his master plan for bringing down the vampire race, part of it is that he finds the rapist of Beth. He doesn't really know that she's important or anything at he this like time. He, like, doesn't care. He's just like, this guy's fucked up. He needs to be on my team. He's a complete sociopath, Mr. X. He is a sociopath. He's looking for sociopaths. He's even, like, finding people that aren't completely sociopathic and trying to breed them to be more sociopathic. Um, so he is bad news. He teaches martial arts, and that's where he finds a lot of his people. <laughs> My favorite. Okay, so yes, this book reeks of the 2000s. Woo! Like, set in a time period. I feel like many things can be set in a time period and not necessarily be tied to it, but this one is just so tied to the early 2000s. Um, there's a point where Mr. X takes Billy to laser tag to just see how sociopathic he is, and... I was living for it. I'm like, yes, that's what I was doing with my friends in the late 90s, early 2000s. I was laser tagging at Camelot in Orange County. That's where I was. And it was really fun. And I was really good at shooting people. I did an overnight, all night laser (laughs) tag fest. I liked that. (laughs) Yeah. And I think this book is written a long time ago, right? Like, I can't remember when, but I think it might have been written around, like, I don't... It is Don't in the two thousand. Oh wait, is, no, I it's know like, it. Wasn't it written in the two thousand early? 2000s? Look at my notes. I have notes that says 
2005. So yes, it was perfect. It's fine. Yeah, it's like totally near when that would have been a relevant thing to do with someone you're grooming to be a sociopathic mass murderer. And you guys, once quarantine is over, if you would like to go to laser tag, I would love to do that again. It's really fun. And they'll We're, open up again. Let's we, do it. If we have any listeners that want to join us for a <laughs> round of laser tag. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll meet you there. There's where and there's a lot of where we live. We Yeah, there's a lot of around here. I, yeah. I did it for like my 30th birth. No, 31st birthday. We went laser tagging. Amazing. Aging, aging myself. So, and then Mr. X, I was going to say, really reminded me of... Um, so, did anyone ever watch that movie, Last Action Hero, with oh, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger? Yeah. A long time ago, right? So, the guy who played Benedict, the uh, the kind of, like, creepy Tell villain. Tell me his name, though. I can't. Charles Dance. Charles Dance. Oh. He's Tywin Lannister from oh, Game of Thrones. So, Tyrion's okay. father, who he kills. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, <laughs> and he has that kind of, like, washed over sociopath look. Benedict does. Tywin Lannister's a lot more, like... Sharp behind the eyes and kind of, like, conniving. But, like, Benedict is very, like, creepy and, like, almost, like, blank because he's just, like, super sociopathic. And that's what I remember from Last Action Hero, which is a a movie that was made many, many years ago with Arnold Schwarzenegger involving, like, it's it's so – it's a great movie. Yeah. It's an action movie about – For me, he's very Rutger Hauer. Oh, yeah. You know, just very washed out and very good at being bad all the time. Very bad. Very sociopathic. Very, like, nothing, no empathy, no human emotion. And they, I feel like she went the extra mile in describing his disgust toward people around him. Like, there was a point where he has his assistant bring him something, and all he can think about this assistant is that she's a very muscular woman, and he thinks in disgust toward her that, like, she doesn't know herself because she still dresses like a woman, but she's so muscular that it makes her not womanly. And so, first of all, we're we're really assigning gender identities (laughs) and what you have to be based on your gender. Um, But also, like, if she wants to be built and, like, she's working for martial arts academy she is an athletic woman right let her be but he has extreme disgust at this and i was just like you really want me to hate him and i already do hate him he's the bad guy he's a fuck yeah i don't like him she sounds like she's fit to work there yes um but yeah so a lot of his plans are just kind of organizing the lessers and he starts leaving dead prostitutes places to try to like lure in other vampires so that he can find the members of the dagger brotherhood right right he's okay so he's luring sex workers unfortunately killing them with heroin with hair yeah it's fucked up and he is sort of making it look like there's a murderer around town and it's almost like he's setting well, it there up is to, he is the he, murderer. it is <laughs> but he's trying to make it look like it's um like, like it is a vampire-based killing, right? Isn't he kind of well, trying to, like... Well, the whole thing is, like, he doesn't even care what it looks like to police because mm-hmm. he's using it as a trap to lure in the vampires so that he can then dart them, make them unconscious, take them, and torture them into telling him information about where the other members of the Brotherhood are. Yeah. Because he knows if he can take out the Brotherhood, they're the only thing standing between vampires being killed. Because most vampires aren't super crazy, athletic-y, strong Mm -hmm. warriors. Most vampires are normal people who are like, hey, I also can't go out during the day and I suck blood. Mm Mm-hmm. 
they're not all like the Brotherhood, but yeah. he's trying to kill off as many as he can. He's luring them with these murders. Yes. And this is happening pretty consistently. Like, I think, like, that was one of my, what I noticed about the book was that, like, meanwhile, like, Beth and Wrath are having Marky Mark sex. And meanwhile, murders. Mr. X is, like, killing all these, like, poor people. And, like, it's just terrible. And I'm like, when are these two things going to intersect? You know? Yeah. Because the Brotherhood is kind of noticing it, Tabitha, but it takes mm-hmm. them a while to really realize it's important. Realize it's, that vampires are being targeted. Yeah. And they don't have any, they know the lessening society, but they don't really have any clue for a long time that who Mr. X is and, like, that Billy's involved with him and that Billy is Beth's rapist and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. at this point in time, we are dealing with another problem. They can't focus on that right now because Beth is transitioning. She's transitioning. And it might look like she's overdosing, right. which is kind of how Butch finds her. Basically, yes. he finds her in her on apartment the on the floor looking like she's having an overdose on heroin. And his idea this whole time, like, he thought that the Brotherhood, that Wrath was a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. A lot of his behaviors pointed at him being that. And so he's like, that guy got this awesome, amazing woman hooked on drugs, and now she's dying of an overdose. But at the time, he couldn't really think of what to do. He got in trouble because he roughed up Billy, which Billy kind of deserved it. Yeah, but so also, police shouldn't abuse their power. Yeah. And so he's, like, on leave. And so he doesn't know what to do, and he takes Beth, and so he's like, I'm just going to take her to where he is because then he can get her the drugs or whatever and help her so that she's not dying of withdrawal. Yeah, exactly. He kind of is like, obviously, the only person who can help me right now. And Wrath is like, shit, it's happening. And he, like, takes her away, and Bush is like, what the fuck? And then he's just left with all the Brotherhood who is all, like, standing around him, glaring, being like, can we kill you? Yeah, the, like Butch is like a cat toy to them, yeah. and he's Can like, "Can I play with you?" But he's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put him on a hook and let me play with him. Yeah, they're all like, "He he!" They're all like giving him snark, and he's like, "He's he's he's pretty." He holds his own. He steps up. Like I really like Butch, except for the <laughs> fact that he calls his beloved baby, and really That's annoys it? me. Well, and yeah, <laughs> but like yeah, so many he's. Deals. He's, uh, yeah, he's complicated. But he's, like, in the house, and he's kind of like, will someone please tell me where Beth was taken to? And Wrath is like, no time. My darling is transitioning. (laughs) And Beth almost dies during this. She does almost die. It's a rough transition. She almost sees her father in the afterlife, but then she snaps back to it. She sucks the hell out of Wrath's arm. Well, half-conscious, he's like, hey, will you marry me? It's and a night. she falls unconscious. And then you she know? wakes up later and she's like, yeah, I will marry you. <laughs> you know, it's one of Romantic. those nights. It's one of those nights. It's hard night. And she woke up and she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, in like our fever dream, you asked me to marry you. I will. And well. she emerges that night like a She's a vampire now. She's a vampire. <laughs> she's a vampire she now. Vampire power do, 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 do. And she's sexiness a vampire now. and awesomeness. And she kind of goes up. Butch is still there. Oh, yeah. Butch is still there. He's kind of being held prisoner. Yeah. He wasn't allowed to leave. The Oh, and I love how they don't they say that like the brotherhood, the brotherhood like is in the other room listening to like loud rap music. And well, he's like, yeah, <laughs> because that is the soundtrack of being a vampire. Jay-Z. Cypress Hill, Tupac. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, I'm a vampire. A this is what I mentions. listen to. 
there's a lot of mentions of them like just relaxing to like rap music which is like don't get me wrong but it's just it's really is it was interesting like because they seem very like goth and industrial very goth and industrial and they're also like from the 1700s yes so they but they've adapted they love, i guess to they, like modern they've adapted, music they love rap I mean, rap's amazing, but it was just interesting because I was like, oh, okay, they're adapting. And it was another thing that very much placed all the ones that were chosen. Yeah. Very definitely put this in the mid-2000s. Yeah, it was very mid-2000s. This is happening in (laughs) mid-2000s. Yes, you can tell. So um, Butch is there. Is, Is this where he meets Marissa? Marissa does come in. There. And so Marissa, we know, was scorned. You know, she's... Oh, right. And I she's think... She actually was angry. Before coming over, Marissa yeah. got to this vengeful place. Obviously because Wrath is in love with Beth. And he's now discarding her. And, like, she has spent her entire life... And now I'm saying entire life, and you might think, oh, the past 30 years. Hundreds of years... <laughs> Just being there for this man, trying to support him. Letting him suck your blood and shit. Yeah. Now, she's not perfect. Like, Wrath brings up his transition at one point and talks about how Marissa just appeared to him, gave him her blood, and then she's just gone. And he goes through this crazy rough transition that sounded really hard. And I'm like, if you liked him that much, why did you give him blood and then peace the fuck out? Why don't you take him with you, keep him safe, get him through that? So... Right. Everything's so kind of, complicated. Yeah, and maybe, maybe they get more into this in other books. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But, but yeah. she. So she was feeling a bit vengeful. She has a brother named Havers. He's a doctor. Havers is a doctor. He is the doctor to all the vampires because they have special needs. And he also lost his beloved. And he doesn't want to feed from anyone else. So as part of that struggle and his doctorhood, he decides to start looking into how he can create fake blood that vampires can survive on. Very true bloody. He wants to make sure that they can just sustain on a fake blood, not have to feed on others because he's heartbroken. Uh, But part of this process means that he's testing things on himself, things that aren't going well, things that are making him go a little crazy. Um, So when she's like, I'm feeling vengeful, he's like, we're going to burn it all. Uh, so yeah, he's like pretty much like he finds out that Wrath has discarded uh, Marissa, and he's like, "How dare he? You are like this angelic angelic being. He's never appreciated you. She, you were handed down to him from like the fucking and you've been sp- there for him you, for you know, hundreds of years. You're a perfect match, and fuck him. So we're gonna take him down. I'm gonna basically endanger everything. And so you know, Marissa shows up ready." Guns blazing, and then she meets. And she's Butch. like, "Oh, look at this boy! I want to put my fingers in his mouth." Yeah, it's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, and that sounds really random, but it is like they are okay, similarly to how Wrath and Beth take to each other in this haze. Butch and Marissa kind of have that same yeah, energy. He sees her, and he's like, "Holy shit, she's beautiful!" And at the same time, she's never seen a human before she's like never interacted she's so with a human male the vampire world she's like not she's, she's really kept in a tower just yeah. being held there waiting to be fed upon and to feed yeah and she sees this man who actually responds to her with desire yeah he really obviously is like you're so beautiful like, and wow of course a big difference between vampires and humans is the fangs thing. Mm -hmm. So this is why one might then reach into the mouth of the other (laughs) person to 
inspect the situation. Yeah. Yeah, I exactly. I just thought it was funny because I really like awkward face touching. So I was yeah. imagining in my brain and being like, this is funny. <laughs> so they have a moment. And if you're and interested. And her baby. Yeah. And if you're interested in more of that moment, I think book three or four is Butch's story. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, Beth emerges and she's like, hello, everyone. And Butch is like, what the fuck? Are you not overdosing anymore? Are you high? And she's like, no. And she like sits on Rath's lap and everyone has like a dinner. And Butch is like, can someone please tell me what the fuck is going on? And like in his defense, he's really going with the flow. He's going with the flow. (laughs) He met this really sexy girl. She disappears, just unmaterializes in front of him. And he's like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Please, someone tell me what's happening. Yeah. So, um, but he does. And which is the, which one of the brothers kind of takes to him and like is his like his friend? Oh, is it vicious? It's I it's think it's Zeta's vicious brother. Yeah, I think it's vicious. So vicious is one of the other brothers in the brotherhood, and he takes to Butch, and they kind of they're become like pals. sports ball, sports ball, sports, 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 Man and they stuff. become friends. And so now that, you know, um, everything's like she's transitioned, she's transitioned, she's a vampire now. She's pretty much the queen. She's the queen. She's a, I mean, she's basically she's becomes the queen. technically the queen yet. She's transitioned. Oh, but and Marissa, she's a half breed. And so she can go into light. She, yeah, she she's goes out during the daytime and doesn't burn. And Marissa kind of also forgives Ralph. Yes. Because she's, she's very like, sweet. she's very nice. Very forgiving. Having the sexy butch. On deck was enough to make her be like, you know what? All's forgiven. I like that now. <laughs> and she's like, she, but she, in her back of her mind, she's like, I better go tell my brother Havers that we shouldn't continue uh, you with know, the destroying plot everybody. to destroy you. Uh, but <laughs> she find she's very soft spoken and she finds it hard to speak up. Yeah, she's very pure and like angelic and. So, you know, she's she's got that going on. But essentially, now we move into the part of the book where Mr. X's plan, he, he's going to, like... It's going to his next level. And I get a lot of this jumbled in my brain. It's been yeah. A lot a happens. Week or two since we finished. And a lot happens at the end. So It's like a lot of slowness and then all of a sudden, boom, 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 at the end. Yes. So some things that are happening is now uh, Wrath decides to get married to Beth. Oh, oh, he goes to the Virgin Scribe. Yeah, he was the Virgin like, Scribe, who's like the hey, goddess figure. Can I not be with Marissa anymore? And can I be with Beth? And the Virgin Scribe is real sassy, and it's like, oh, hi, haven't seen you in a hundred years. Considering you're supposed to be the king and shit, and I'm doing all this by myself, and you're letting your people die. Hi. Uh, but she, while being sassy, is also like, okay, you can separate with her. I will officiate your wedding. I will support this, but you have to promise that you're going to take up your mantle as the king. I need you to show up, and I need you to be a man. Right. And he's like, okay. I'll do that thing. And then he's also then trying to kill Billy before the wedding, but is unsex, unsex, <laughs> unsuccessful <laughs> with an attempt on his life. And the brothers, right after the wedding, all go to Screamers to have a fun night. But Havers also goes there. And that's where Havers meets Mr. X. And does, he doesn't even have to be tortured to tell him the information. He's like, oh, you want to find the king of the vampires? I hate that man. Yeah. Here's all the information. 
And so this this man, this doctor who was like scorned one too many times by wrath because of his sister, kind of gives them up to the enemy. Yes. And so Mr. X goes to the house just to do a little bit of reconnaissance. He goes during the day because he knows he'll be safe during the day. And who does he see there? He sees Beth. Having like a roast beef sandwich or something. Yeah. Mignon, <laughs> I think it was. Like some leftover food from the wedding or something, yes. right? Yes. And he's like, what luck? I shall take her. The queen. And of course, I'm... I mean, I feel like Beth started as a strong woman, but then she was absolutely helpless. Yeah, it was interesting. Like, I think along. that's what I was trying to get at earlier was that Beth, in the beginning of this book, was an independent woman. She was an independent woman. And, like, for all intents and purposes, like, she's still got some depth and stuff. But it's almost like when you're working with an, a photo or project in Photoshop that has, like, seven layers and it's all very intricate, and then you rasterize it and it's flattened. And I feel like that's what happened about three-quarters of the way through the book when she marries... Uh, Wrath, she does kind of fall into the background a little bit. Mm -hmm. She's now just his wife. And um, they did mention multiple times in the book, kind of leading up, foreshadowing, not so subtly, there was this idea of your weakness, that you have a pyrocant. And it refers to a critical weakness in an individual. The weakness can be internal, like addiction, or external, such as a lover. Mm -hmm. And Wrath, multiple times, as he's falling for her, he's like, I really like this woman. She could be my pyrocant. Mm. Oh, this woman. Mm -hmm. I feel weakness around her. So, of course, what does Mr. X find but His. the king of the vampire's weakness just having a filet mignon As sandwich. you do. So he steals her, and he brings her to a barn with Billy, her rapist, and they are going to torture her. Yep. And they're and also setting wrath. up... They're using her as a trap, so they know that Wrath is going to be coming for her. And then everyone is mobilizing. Mm -hmm. Everyone's all about finding her, getting out there and retrieving her. All systems go. Action movie is go. You know, and so this is a lot of action happens. There's a lot of fight scenes. And yep. Wrath sacrifices his life. To save her. Yeah, because there's a dog that, like, also, like, attacks Yeah, he had shit. dogs that he was mean to, and so they were really yeah. vicious and attacky. But dogs aren't like that naturally. It's just because he is an asshole. Mr. X is the worst and a sociopath. Don't blame the dogs. Wrath obviously comes to find Beth in the barn, and he, he of course, he finds her. He could probably smell her a fucking 20 I mean, million miles away. He smells his semen on her, I, so. She is Marky Mark. I guess it happened. Like, I, <laughs> not Marky Mark like Mark. The, anyway, <laughs> the point is that like he could probably find her anywhere. Anywhere. So he goes. He does. They fight her. and he gets very, very mortally wounded. To the point where he needs to feed in order to live. Yes. He is about and, to die. And Beth is on the cell phone with Vicious, who's with Butch on the way to them, and Vicious is like, hey, Slit your wrist, not the way where you're not going to actually kill yourself. Do it the vertical way, like you really mean business. They full out put this out there and just put it in his mouth. And so she's doing that to kind of keep him hanging on. But that's not even enough. They have to bring in Marissa to yeah, help with it. Yeah, which is an interesting moment, too. Like, because pretty much it's like Marissa, who throughout this thing has been like a fucking angel, has to show up to this barn and save this man who, who has not has been an asshole. He's been an asshole to her. And she's just like, okay. And she's very magnanimous and, like, lets him feed from her. And you can tell Beth has a pride issue with it. She's like, mm, okay, I guess, I'm like. I'm not good enough. Yeah, but Marissa is. Like, she's just like, a little drip of me, sweetie. We'll keep him going for a long time. Yeah, so just step away. 
I promise I won't keep him. I really like this butch guy. Yeah. I like putting my fingers in his mouth. (laughs) Beth or Marissa feeds him. He survives and then then the hospital stay goes rather quickly. He's in the hospital. He's like in a bed, but he has a heart on all the time because he just really wants to fuck Beth. (laughs) (laughs) Havers kind of realizes the air of his way. He's connected with Marissa, who is like, I was trying to tell you, but I'm just really bad at being assertive and having conversations. I've forgiven Wrath. I really have. I think we should let this go. Havers is like, shit, I caused all of this. I know. I will try to save him as best I can. I will try to save him. And then he even admits, like, it was me. You know, I did it. And you can kill me if you want. He prostrates himself before the king. And, um... Yes. Oh, talking about the king. This is when he finally, as he recovers in the hospital, he decides to. It's like a small little private vampire hospital, by the way. There's like no one else there. Yeah. Really (laughs) intimate. And all of his besties are there from the Brotherhood. And he's like, you guys, I'm going to be king now. And they're like, what? They're like, what? We must kiss your wrist. (laughs) You guys. (laughs) So. I do have to put this out. I forgot to mention it earlier because I don't remember which time it was that him and Beth were fucking, but he kissed her wrist at one point and they made a big deal about it. And my heart fluttered because this is now a thing that I'm forever looking for in romance <laughs> But so it wasn't enough that he kissed her wrist centrally. Then to display their fealty, all of the brotherhood approached him one by one to kiss his wrist. Yes. It was tender, for sure. So tender. You guys, it's a new thing. I better hear about all of you that are kissing each other's wrists in sensual ways. Consensual and sensual. Yes. Asked to kiss her wrists first. But yeah, so that's sort of how the book wraps up is like, he's like, hey, I'm going to be king now. Everything's fine. Uh, Mr. X is dead, but he's not. Mr. X escaped yeah he escaped but like they you know if initially they're like oh we got they think him. he's dead until he's talking to someone about the aftermath and he's like so you found the two bodies and he's like i found one body Shit. so we get a little cutaway scene of mr x being approached by the omega mm, they're back and um and the omega's probably gonna torture him something fierce but he's gonna be okay with that because he deserves it for his failure Exactly. And, of course, Beth is like, oh, my king. Um, and, oh, my king. Oh, my king. And then Darius has his own little cutaway scene. Yeah, so Darius, by the way, he is dead, but in the afterlife. With he's, the virgin scribe. He's asking to come scribe back. Virgin. The scribe virgin. <laughs> it's different, because virgin scribe sounds like a scribe who's a virgin, but virgin. Scribe virgin. Yeah, they're both right. like, yeah. They're you know, it's both. like they're, it's their spiritual leader, spiritual yes. goddess figure. So... She does grant him the ability to come back because he's feeling really sad about the fact that he never got to meet his daughter. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, you can go back, but you're going to be someone completely different and have no memory of anything. And, and he's, he's like, like okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like he comes back later in the books. Maybe he's even a different character. And then they kind of wrap up Butch. Butch is now part of this he's, clique. He's part he of the is, brotherhood. He's not he's not a vampire, he's but he's vampire, like friends. He's part of them now. So much a part that he is abandoning his old life. His Jose comes and finds his apartment just abandoned and Butch is now missing and forever gone. Uh so he's with them 
And then the epilogue is everyone being like, let's move in a big house together. <laughs> oh my God, so much fun. I like it. I'm like, all these like vampires living together and they're like they listening so to their hip hop music and like fucking and like eating flame and yawn. I don't know. Like, this is fine. <laughs> yeah, this is what I want. I want a house with all my friends, you know, they're all with their lovers having a great time and we're living in a mansion. Maybe we're so I just, swimming in the pool together. I don't know. Yeah, like no such thing as COVID. So nope. yeah, I, I just think it's ama- it was it was a fun ending. Um, and it really leads into like other other books about other brothers, other brothers, because there are many brothers. Too. There are all the brothers, and you get to learn about how sexy they are. Each of them are. So I feel like early on, I'm kind of drawn to rage. They oh, call really? him Hollywood. Oh, he's the movie star looking one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If he, they they also then told me later he was blonde and I went, eh. But mm-hmm. for yeah. some reason I liked his sarcasm. I forgot which book he is, but I think he's, yeah, you might find him in book two or three or something. I don't know. I'm sure he's in there somewhere. I know he is. You know. He's, I always like the characters with the R names. I don't know what it is. Raphael of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> like, I liked him. Oh, who was the Ghostbusters? Oh, my brain is blank now. Me too. But I liked the Dan Aykroyd one. Aww. He was my favorite. Yeah. yeah. So that's Dark Lover. That's Dark Lover. So we hope you have fun with it if you decide to read it. If you want to look at some of these things that we find kind of crazy and sometimes problematic. Ridiculous but or also wild. fun to read about. It's a great adventure. And one of the things that I would love to mention is that we kind of happened across this site on Instagram. An Instagram account? An Instagram account. That would be what it is called Southern Novel Sense. So if you find yourself listening to this and being like, gosh, I really want to just smell wrath. Yeah. I want to smell death. I want to be in their world and have everything around me smell like them. You can go to Southern Novel Sense and purchase the scented melts, like the wax melts with their scents. And Wrath's is called King and is centered ah. like amber, patchouli, tonka, and what else? Leather. Oh, there you go. Leather, of course. And then, of course, you can also get a scent for Beth. It's called Queen. And it's a little basic. <laughs> it is. As she flattens in the novel, also you can get this scent which i know it's going to smell amazing but it's also kind of what you think of as just it's what know. i would have thought was sexy in 2001 midnight blooming roses and peach champagne so i thought that was really fun i love that someone is on etsy creating these exciting things you can find them on etsy and on instagram southern novel scents and lastly I wanted to give a quick shout out to Once Upon a Cult. This is a podcast run by my friends Sean, Vicky, and Alan. And they have been incredibly supportive of us and recently invited me to go on an episode with them to record. And they're really fun if you're into sort of true crime type things, and especially into cults. They look at different groups and question, is this a cult? This whole last season was about, is this a cult or is this just a con? They also featured previously seasons about cults that you could join nowadays if that's what you're into. 
So I had a lot of fun recording with them, and I definitely recommend you check them out on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, that was a lot to cover, but I I hope if this sounds like something to be up your alley, please let us know. Yeah. And I hope you enjoy reading it or other books in this series. If you do, let us know what you think of these books. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have favorite authors or favorite series. Books you want us to cover. Because we are constantly looking at what we want to check out and... We'd love the feedback. Yeah. Let us know you're there. Let us know if you're having fun and give us a shout out so we can say hi. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Yes. And thank you for listening to A Real Real Bodice Ripper. Ripper. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Real Bodice Ripper. Intro, outro, trailer music is Air by D. Yan Ki. You can find us and talk to us at the following. Instagram at A Real Bodice Ripper. Twitter at A-R-B-R Podcast. Or email us at arealbodiceripper at gmail.com. Take a care. And many felicitations upon your household. <laughs> <laughs>